Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 253, 253. I am Aaron and joining me today we have Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey everybody, it's movie night. Also joining us, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Give me my daughter. Uh, Russ will uh, most likely not be joining us tonight, but we do have a rich chub toad Sheldon on the way. He should be joining at some point here, uh, preferably with cake, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, this week's episode, we're talking Season 9, Episode 11, Bounty, uh, directed by Mira Menon and written by Matthew Negrette. Let's get into it. Uh, what, what are you guys' overall thoughts on this week's episode? First of all, I think the reason Russ isn't here, we're supposed to trade him for the chub toad and a cake, right? Yes. Isn't that didn't uh, didn't uh, Samantha Morton come to our door and say, "Hey, I need one host for your host and a cake." And yeah, her face was covered in frosting. It sure yes, was. Yes, <laughs> the cake whispers. Remember my daughter. I, I liked this episode a lot more than last week. I'll tell you that yes. much. Yes. Um, we definitely had a really good uh, horror sequence in this episode with the baby in the cornfield. We got to see what was going on with uh, you know Ezekiel and the kingdom and Carol. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff this week. It was a really, it was a nice return to form after kind of being let down last week. I thought. Yeah, we certainly didn't back away from or shy away from our, our feelings of disappointment in last week's episode, regardless <laughs> of how our loyal listeners and thank you for listening <laughs> certainly had a maybe a bit of a divergence in response. But uh, I was a fan too. I would say I was. I think this is the best episode of this half of the season so far. Between I guess the three, it's not like there's too many, but still, I, I really like this episode. And it might have just been because, not to go too far into this, but I was kind of a little annoyed by what happened with the Oscars. So I was like, okay, at least The Walking Dead's delivering for me tonight. <laughs> 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 at least it's, at least it's not more of last week's episode. So I was I was I was pretty happy. I do, I agree with you, Jim. I, we'll get to it, but I do think the the big horror sequence of this episode um, really goes a long way as far as being like, yeah, that's why I like watching this show. But yeah, there's a lot of other stuff too that I like. How about you, Daryl? Yeah, I I enjoyed this a lot more than I did uh, last week's episode. It just had a lot of there's a lot of funny uh, scenes in this too because they brought back um, um, why can't I think of his name now? Jerry. Jerry. Oh like, yeah. He he stole the show for me. Especially Jerry and Carol's face looking at Jerry act a fool. I never realized there were so many different uh, appellations for being pregnant until yeah Jerry this week. i didn't like, know either we're, i, I did not know what the hell he was we're, talking about <laughs> i don't know what the we're hell he was bunners. talking about <laughs> we're what you're bunners is that some weird fetish i mean i don't know what's going on yeah. no no I, no which makes me i also was in fear because it makes me go is he dying because i'm yeah. so much of him it makes me scared <laughs> when, you, when you see a lot of somebody is what was hilarious to me is every time ezekiel said something positive and hopeful i'm like 
don't you ever watch this show? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he didn't leave me on a good foot here. I'm like, everything's going to work out. The fair is going to be the bit, or Walker Palooza, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> that that means gonna, you know, this death. place is a dream. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that, that means there's going to be a lot of deaths coming up uh, when it's a, when it's some sort of celebration of hope. Yeah, when 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 the people started having hope, you know that's when that's when it's they over. They bring down the giant boot. Yep. When when hill when when hilltop stock uh, twenty fourteen or whatever mm-hmm. year it's supposed to be happens. <laughs> I wouldn't go printing those t shirts just yet. <laughs> no, I would cancel. <laughs> I would. I'd totally cancel. We're having too We're... much fun with this thing. Cancel. It's gonna go wrong. Don't do it. But I did like see. I mean, I, I thought the episode started off on the right foot right away, where it's like, oh, we got Ezekiel and Jerry, and then later, like, it's revealed Carol standing there too. It's like, okay, good, we're on, we're on the right foot already. We got like very charismatic actors that are good with each other, like having yes, some fun for a nice chat. Like, I wasn't even mad that we weren't like immediately resolving the cliffhanger, which we got to. But I was like, oh, cool, we're we're just starting with some fun for a change. I like when they have uh, groupings of characters on here that have such good chemistry with one another too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't yeah, seen uh, them for a bit either. Like, it's been yeah. You know, Particularly, you know, the king and like we've been waiting to see like what's going on with the kingdom. So it's like, oh yeah, good. right, right. I just think um, I, just, I just think these um, these actors really work well off of each other, and some groupings do, and some don't in this uh, in this uh, show, and these definitely do. For sure, um, Henry's yeah. still annoying to me a lot. Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to Henry's for sure. <laughs> so we kind of start working our way through this. Before we get to that, I don't think there's any new news as far as The Walking Dead goes, right? I don't think we've got anything the, else. The entire cast is leaving Walking Dead yeah. this season. <laughs> but, um, I will ask, did anyone watch the, um, the non-Walking Dead spinoff, Whiskey Cavalier, which we were like, the Oscars? I actually outside? liked it. I really? Liked it today. I, I did. It's a silly procedural. It. It's a silly procedural. I actually like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's I, cotton candy. I don't. It, it, it was nothing special. A, I had, I had two, I had two thoughts. One was, uh, yeah, okay, this is what this is, and I'm like, Daryl's probably gonna like this, and sure enough, I mean, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know, I know you dig a procedural. And that's fine. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily. It's not my cup of tea. But um, I, I was, I was like, all right, I watched about 20 minutes. I got to when um, what's his name? Tyler James. Uh, William, was it? Everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. When The Walking Dead's Everybody Hates Chris <laughs> yeah. stepped in and he, <laughs> and he said something like, wow, the sexual tension here is crazy. I was like, all right, I think I'm good. I get I get what the show is. And I tuned out. But I watched the first opening minutes and I was like, oh, that, that's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those shows that reminds me of very many, like a ton of other shows. It, like yes. Covert Affairs. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know. Pretty much, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah, a romantic uh, spy but comedy. Again, but again, they I mean they promoting the hell out of it. I mean, even especially oh, during did. the Oscars. Yeah. Time. Oh yeah, well, it was there? It was ABC's you know follow up show to the Oscars. Oh, so God, I kept yeah. seeing they kept showing commercials. <laughs> After the Oscars, if you're still awake at two in the morning. <laughs> I thought it would be a drama. I was surprised that they. A, a drama called Whiskey Cavalier. That, that just seems that just. Well, I only comedy. saw the little. Little excerpts of her fighting and getting shot. I didn't look at most most of the advertising for that show, so I figured. Whiskey Cavalier, the hard boiled story of a horseback <laughs> riding alcoholic. I just, I just <laughs> thought it was one of the, I thought it was like in the tone of alias or something. Fair. I, I mean, I, 
I, I get, and I've since learned that like Bill Lawrence of Scrubs is one of like the the writers on the show and stuff. It's like, all right, that but like sense. just seeing the posters alone where it's like it's this guy and it's her and they're together with guns i'm like I, okay i think i know what but else. they're not but they are but and when not. they so they kept calling oh. scott foley's character whiskey and i'm like is lord go gonna be on here called cavalier oh. like is that gonna be her name there you go <laughs> he believes in love and she does <laughs> will these kids make it and save the world find out <laughs> wednesdays at abc after new episodes of blackish I think that's Tuesdays, but still. Anyway, that's been that's been Whiskey Chat. I've been Aaron Newworth. That's been Jim Dietz, and that was Daryl Taylor. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right, back to Walking Dead. Shortest <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> um, well, you want to get into it then, guys? You want to start going through the show? Let's hit it. All right. I figure we have kind of two plots going on. We have, you know, the, the alpha plot, I guess, <laughs> plot A, alpha, and the beta plot um, involving the kingdom. I think we can kind of talk about them separately, just kind of you know keep one running stream through and then go to the other one. Uh, that makes good. sense. All right. Well, since we started talking with uh, talking about the kingdom already, let's let's get into that stuff. Since we, that's how we start the episode, um, we open up, and yeah, we have Ezekiel and Jerry. Uh, it's kind of out, and Jerry starts bringing up something, and after <laughs> Carol and Ezekiel show a lot of confusion, uh, Jerry reveals, "Hey, we're pregnant." With, uh, no, no, they're they're up the pole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard that before. You I've know? never heard that either. I've been a father twice, and I've never ever referred to <laughs> that it. That makes me think, what, what kind of freaky stuff are you guys doing? Ah, you're bunned up some bakery thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't and, know. And so as we get this news, and Jerry does his Jerry thing as far as he also, like, gets some gum, right? He starts to... Starts, uh, Chewing a lot of gum, uh, and but that regardless, we quickly learned that this is a kind of this is a flashback because suddenly Jesus and Tara arrived. It's like, wait a minute, Jesus isn't alive. And so we <laughs> I are. told you Jesus couldn't die. And uh, so they pull up, uh, and we learn about the um, we learn about the uh, the, with the 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 the, uh, the the document that Michonne's been been working on that we started seeing last season which is we learn is called the multi-community charter of rights and freedoms oh. yeah you really needed to workshop that title yeah, i already M- fell asleep the the mccoraf oh. or the macarafraf the macarafraf you know what i need i think jerry jerry should be the one to name it Jerry should be the uh, the Cisco of the Walking Dead. I, I bet you he'd be a better better person than the label that that is. He just called like, dude, it's the papers. D- there you go. Works for me. Yeah, works better. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So we learned that, yeah, there, there there's this whole charter. Um, Ezekiel hasn't given up on the idea. He wants it to kind of work and everything. It's all about the funk, baby. Well, he talks about how Ezekiel says, you know, I haven't given up on the, how, you know, what this embodies, and then they transition. Mm-hmm. He's to still now. like, to yeah. now, and he's still looking at the document. And, um. So basically, we get like a, we get a bit of a filler on what's happened in the past with the kingdom and what was kind of, <laughs> some hints of, of, as to like where Ezekiel and the kingdom has been at in the kind of time between, uh, and so yeah, then we go, go into now and we see that basically Ezekiel's still kind of, it's still a dream. He still wants the. He's still the optimist in all of this, even through everything that's happened. 
Um, and this is cool because this is something our listeners have been really like in the comments have been really asking for is some of the some of that you know time jump to be filled in just a little right. bit here and there to kind of give them an idea of what happened. So. And I like that. I mean, I've been asking for that, but I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Where, where the show could really benefit by giving us more of the characters that we, you know, enjoy and know about, like giving them, giving us something, even if it's not a direct, like, here's all the answers, just some kind of understanding of, hey, these are some areas where you can kind of fill in a little bit of the gaps yourself, even as opposed to just blindly not showing us anything and focusing on other characters that we don't have as much regard for. Um but yeah, so we get to uh, we get back to we get to, to modern times of sorts, and uh, Carol or Ezekiel learns that Carol won't be uh, staying behind to prepare for the 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 big fair that's going to happen. They really need to settle on a name for that too. Yeah. I like what was it you said before, Kingdom Palooza? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walker Palooza, Kingdom Palooza, uh, Hill, Hilltop Stock. Uh, Alexandria Fest, Alexandria Lachella, uh, <laughs> out of control. Oh, we can tell you what that'll Jerry. be. That'll be <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be what we ask our listeners this week. What is your name for the Kingdom Fest? A night of the sanctuary. You know, any any number of things. Actually, Elk, Elk, night. <laughs> how about Elk's Night? <laughs> oh, it. see what you did there. I want to hunt elk for that. Uh-huh. Feed everyone. This is another time when uh, Ezekiel, like you said, he's definitely the optimist here. He's like, it's all going to work out. This party will be fine. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Sure. Because, you know, everything we've ever seen in this show is definitely going to lead. Yeah. Let us to believe that, you know. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so once we get to this kind of present time again, we also learn that Jerry now has two kids. Um, (laughs) After after explaining that he was just, you know, pregnant uh, years back. Is it five years? I keep forgetting. Is it a five year jump? I think it's five or six. Yeah. Five or six. Okay. Uh, shout out to Raphael Sands. Uh, shoot or shoot, right, Raph? <laughs> that out there. You'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the elk hunt happens. Um, Ezekiel, there's this. Yeah, they successfully get an elk. Ezekiel tried to send Carol back to the kingdom with their entry for the fair. There's some nice moments here between Ezekiel and Carol. Yeah, because really you get like a lot the- of interactions. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the chemistry between them, and and seeing them not in a crisis situation every once in a while is pretty cool too, you know. And um, and we get to the kind of the main bulk of this, which is Ezekiel. He confesses he has a, he even calls it a side mission, um, where he wants to um, get the uh, get a film projector bowl from a theater um, that they thought has been lost, and that it could be it's going to be a a complex idea. Uh, Carol's not all about it, but hey, that's that's what Ezekiel wants to end with. Like a few other things, I think, but to kind of make this fair a big success, that's one of the things that he needs. Um, it's just so funny too to think like just a few seasons ago they were they were scraping by and eating dog food and stuff, right. mm-hmm. and now they're off to risk their lives for a projection bulb. You know, it's kind of a, a what I, interesting. What I like about this is that it's so like simple, <laughs> like it's and it's something that doesn't feel like. This will make or break the you know the whole world of the of the Walking Dead or the Kingdom. Like nothing's gonna like you know right. people. It's not a life or death. I mean, it's always life or death just because there's walkers and everyone's at risk. And you know, if something bad happens, something bad happens. But instead of like dealing with the the constant dread of whether or not we're gonna survive and if we'll learn to work 
together. It's just like, hey, we need to get this thing. <laughs> There's a we have we have an idea what we want to do. We need to get this film projector pool. That's our mission for the week. And we get to, you know, talk to each other about things and have interesting conversations for a change instead of ones that are so dire. So I was like, this is a nice change of pace. I like this, especially as the kind of the side plot to the main story. It's, it's right. nice. so here's my here's my question to you. What movie do you show on movie night in the zombie apocalypse? Um, I mean, you're not going to show Dawn of the Dead or something. That's too on the nose. You sure? I mean, I, I'm trying to... My logic, because the, the logic of the show is that zombie movies don't exist, right? I'm trying to think, would the world would the world of the You Walking Dead be shaped differently because of this? But that's too deep. As far as what movie I would show, I don't know. Find an email? I don't know. <laughs> what, oh what do you show? <laughs> <laughs> Love Actually. The Princess Bride. Oh, no. <laughs> the fourth Harry Potter movie or something? You know, oh, like, I, I, I see Harry Potter one more time. So just we'll put Daryl's playlist on is what we're saying. That's, that's oh my goodness. I'm just wondering what what movie they would want to show. You know, like probably they'd be limited to what they, I mean. He says he wants the ball, but he doesn't say if he has the movie. What like, is the movie that's always left in that little uh, when you when you're at a Target or somewhere? What is the movie that when they're right, on that's sale? why I'm wondering if like the only movie they would have would be something like you know it's gonna be something tar- suburban terrible. commando or yeah you know? it'll be something horrible it'll be something horrible carrot top goes it, to it, wars it's the it's the know. it's the nineties Captain America that's what they're throwing uh, wow <laughs> at Salinger deep cut. Mm-hmm. I'll say maybe Ernest goes to camp or something. Oh, one of those is probably bound to be there. There we go. They're always there. It's yep. always there. So you said Ernest scared stupid. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. <laughs> I like the point he makes too that like some of the younger kids don't even know what a movie is. No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting if you think about it, because yeah. Yeah, you talk about like how Henry used to love movie nights. Um, uh, but yeah, and uh, the 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 strategy for getting the bulb, getting into the theater, is the uh, the Cobra Strike, uh, which <laughs> I made sure to take down in my notes. I'm like, yes, there's a name for this and everything. That's great. So I'm glad he's he strategized this down to the 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 name of the the, the move that they're going to use. The movie they're getting, they're getting Sylvester Stallone as Cobra. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah. Well, the the, war, the the walkers are the disease and he's the cure. So, uh, you going to start cutting pizza with a pair of scissors or something? You got That's right. To. I mean, if you're not folding it in half and eating it, I mean, you might as well cut it with scissors. That's how I learned to eat pizza. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's see. Uh basically, yeah, it's a lot of Carol bickering with uh, Ezekiel about all of this and whether or not it's going to work. Uh, skipping ahead, trying to go through this recap to kind of get out, out of the way of the alpha plot line. So let me. I gotta mention Eddie Harris's "It's All Right Now." That's a great song. Yeah. So Jerry has like a custom playlist of of, of music to lure the walkers mm-hmm. out of the mm-hmm. theater, which is mm-hmm. kind of like amazing. <laughs> so. uh, if they don't put that up on Spotify, they're missing out on, on a really good opportunity there. I would I would love to find out what's on there. I'm sure there's got to be some Walking Dead fans that have made some committed Walking Dead playlists on Spotify. I wouldn't be surprised. Mission mixtape. Jerry does find the bulb, uh, but we get, and not quite a quibble, but they get to a point where they've supposedly cleared like the whole theater, and yet they get to the projections booth, and there's like one walker there, and it makes Jerry drop the bulb. 
<laughs> so, and he, I, what does he say? He says, dang. That's what he, that's, that's all he says in the yeah. situation. That's his response. Gosh uh, darn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta say, this whole sequence with them getting the projection bulb and everything, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but it was a good contrast to everything going on with Alpha. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, because there's so much tension in that sequence. Then to cut to this, which, I mean, granted, they are, you know, fighting their way through zombies or whatever, but it's nothing we haven't seen before, and it, it's not as tension-filled as what's going on in the standoff in front of the, um, you know, in front of the settlement. The tone, the tone is certainly lighter in this sequence, which helps, and it, but it's not, like, it doesn't feel random. It doesn't feel like a, like uh-huh. a, like last week kind of felt like, why are we doing both of these things at once? This kind of feels like the two stories complement each other in their own way, mm-hmm. which is, a uh, that's just good writing. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what that seems like to totally. me. Totally. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Okay. So, yeah. Drop the bulb. Um, we also learned that Ezekiel, uh, he actually wanted more than just the bulb. He wanted to get the uh, a frame, which he could keep the, the charter in um, after, all the, after all the leaders signed it. Uh, I don't know if you have the plan for that ahead of time, because that seems like something uh, <laughs> maybe you should speak up about. Regardless... Uh, if I'm missing anything, let me know. I'm just trying to think of this. It's a lot of it's a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of like Ezekiel yeah. and Carol kind of talking. So it's like I'm trying to find if there's any like you know highlights to really go over. Well, I do really dig the the um, the kind of affection Carol has for Ezekiel. Now, like there's a scene where she's like, "I'm not not going to protect you," you know. And then there's the the scene where they're getting ready to give up, and she's like, "Well, doesn't the queen count for something?" You know. And I mean, there are there are a lot of nice Carol moments here. I mean, I know I always rave about. Um, Melissa McBride, but I mean, the the affection between the two characters is—I mean, you can tell they're they've been together for a while. They really do have, you know, they really care about each other. Really good chemistry there. So, and you you have Carol—not that she's been, you know, kind of like frozen in place as kind of a hard ass at this point. Like I think she's opened up plenty, especially because she's you know literally living with another man now, as opposed to in her own shack outside of the kingdom, like when they first kind of got there. Um, so, by the time we get to the situation where the bulb is still in the you know in the theater at this point since Jerry dropped it, Carol's like, "All right, I don't want to see Ezekiel feeling all you know sad. Let me let's let's figure this out." And they're like, "All right, we can we can clear out all these walkers," which leads to this awesome walker killing montage <laughs> once again set to the music. Um, we see a lot of good zombie kills um, kind of happen uh, one by one, uh, and they get the bulb. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just really, really, I, I'm really pleased with Carrie Payton and, uh, oh, sorry, with Carrie Payton and Melissa McBride's, you know, chemistry here as a couple. You know, I was really worried if that would work out. I mean, they've acted off of one another before, but now that we've had the time jump, they're definitely, it's that affection for one another, there's that ease with one another, and, and it really comes through in the acting. I really appreciate that a lot. But she even says something like, you know, I'm only a bummer some of the time or something like that. Yeah, she acknowledges uh, she pokes fun at herself. Right, right. Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that it does lead to the kind of ending with Ezekiel in this storyline where he says, like, what does he say? Yeah, we're we're done losing for a while or like he's he's just being he's just being overly hopeful (laughs) in a way where it's like, yeah. Or Ezekiel. Uh, I hope they don't come on. <laughs> and do we do we see the shot of the sign like is when we leave them off like isn't there a sign like a like an ominous sign that we see on the road or something as they're kind of moving away? I don't remember. I don't remember that. If we forgot about it, I'm sure one of our listeners will bring it up. Yeah, okay, I have to check. 
This right. is, we're we're kind of flying here without Russ, everybody. So, you know, he's the anchor man, as you all know. But that's the so, I mean that's the Ezekiel plot. I mean that's that's what you get there. The main plot, of course, involves Alpha and Daryl and their standoff as we <laughs> deal with the uh, the hostages on both sides of the line. Uh, we pick up right where things ended, where Alpha is now demanding that Lydia gets returned. Uh, Daryl is. He's not convinced, basically. <laughs> he's, he's, um, which uh, so I have to wonder. Okay, if you're in this position where you have, you know, the head whisperer, what have you, yelling at you, demanding that you give the daughter back. Um, in Daryl's case, he's just like, "Why should I do anything about this?" What would you, what would you guys do with this scenario? Because as far as, as for what she's saying, she's saying you guys entered our territory. All we want is all I want is my daughter back, and there will be no conflict. If you don't do that, there will be conflict. What, what what do you think Daryl's logic is as far as saying no to this, at least at well, first? I think he identifies with the abuse. You know, I think he believes her as a credible it's being credible enough that, you know, she's been abused, obviously, by this woman who wears zombie skin as her face, uh, <laughs> that he is hesitant, you know, to, to be a party to that. I think that's where he's coming from on it. I realize I get what you're saying though. I mean the logical solution is obviously give her back and avoid bloodshed or whatever, but I think he's reacting emotionally rather than rationally here. For sure. There's some layers there, and I think it's it's interesting because, you know, we talked about this last week as far as seeing Daryl in a more commanding position now that Rick's gone, so you have to have, you know, a new kind of leader step up, and since Michonne isn't currently around, uh, we have, you know, basically just Daryl, uh, and so, yeah, you have him get, you know, once again, having a lot of dialogue and a lot of things to grapple with, and it's... I I like I applaud this episode for actually making it all work this week. I mean, as annoying yeah. as some things are, I do think that there's some there's some good writing going on here as far as how to show us a Daryl that has this kind of control and the kinds of things he has to consider in making decisions that affect the entire camp. Uh, I think some of the best some of the best episodes. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there, but some of the best episodes of the show are the choices that we have, they have to make to survive. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, whether, you know, whether that someone needs to be sacrificed or not, or someone needs to be left behind or not, or, you know, do we tell these people where we live or do we shoot them on sight? You know, it's like the, the, the moral dilemmas that come up in this situation. I mean, I think that's what sets the writing apart in the comic book and in the show from most other zombie things, um, or, you know, the, the, the moral dilemmas and situations that spring from it. So I applaud this episode for not only having, the horror, the horror intense sequence that we're going to talk about and bringing that element back into the show, but also bringing in these quandaries. You know, I mean, how do we react here? Do we give an abused, abused child back to the, her abuser, you know, or do we acquiesce for the greater good? I mean, I, I, you know, on, on the face of it, it's, it's obvious what choice to make. But if you dig a little deeper into these characters and their motivations, you realize it's not such an easy choice for them to make. So. Yeah, I mean, and we'll get we'll get more to that as we get to the, towards the end of this episode. But yeah, it, it is a neat kind of if this is how you're going to explore something like this, that's a, they're handling it they're handling it better than I've seen other kinds of things get handled in the past when it comes to kind of a big bad and the things that they're all about. Like this is some this is Agreed. feels like newer territory, or at least territory I haven't revisited in a while since I guess Michael Rooker was on the show as far as dealing with anything close right. to this kind of nature. Uh, before we get to more of this stuff, there is the whole. Um, like we see more of Enid, sorry, Doctor Enid, MD. And, um, she's dealing <laughs> Dr. with Doctor uh, Enid, zombie medicine woman. <laughs> exactly, and she's she's dealing with um, uh, Brett Butler's character, Brett Butler and John Finn, those characters, the husband and wife. 
Um, she's like treating a, a wound that that Earl, the, the husband, has. Um, and we get we get to hear like a little bit of uh, backstory on like where they've been since I guess because uh, what they were at odds with Maggie, right? And they're kind of, or at least the Brett Butler's character was she was, was Tammy, like she was teaming up with um, Xander Berkeley and all this. Regardless, it's been you know years at this point, so things have changed, and we've learned that like Alden has, you know, our our favorite character Alden who's missing, and we worry about dearly. Uh, he's I think you mean fan favorite Alden. Fan favorite Alden, yeah. Since he and Eden are, <laughs> since he and Eden are together, uh, Earl has kind of been like a father to Alden and Enid. So it's like she's looking after her parents essentially in some way since she lost her. But we're going to get more Enid later on too with Henry. Uh, but they're just setting up that thread. So it's like, all right, that's going on. Um, what else? Uh, they're yeah, they're, Daryl's trying to figure this out. He's talking with Tara about what to do. Um, how to deal with Lydia, whether we eventually learned that, 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 uh, Alpha has, uh, Luke and, and Alden as, you know, as a hostage, uh, which becomes like the main sticking point of what to do next, as far as how to handle the situation, whether or not to give Lydia back. And, you know, Alpha sitting there threatening, um, threatening that they're, they're hostages. Uh, Daryl does take a step downwards outside of the, you know, the, the, um, outside the wall, uh, to go face to face with Alpha, um, this is, we get a lot of, you know, present day alpha in this episode. What do you guys think of seeing, like, you know, Samantha Morton's take on her kind of fully formed version of this character? Good work. Creepy. I really think that she's already one of the more interesting villains we've had on the show. Totally. Uh, and that's, you know, considering she's been on what, an episode and maybe a fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really. Again, they're they're bringing back the, the element of horror that this show has not had for a long, long time. Especially like the whole, um, you know, what the, she does with the baby at this point, how she talks to Daryl, um, her whole thing about, you know, we're animals, animals live out here, you know, things like that. Just really, uh, I don't know, I really liked it. Really, it worked for me. So once um, Daryl does get down on the ground and talk to Alpha, he he asserts that he has like enough uh, enough men, enough firepower to, sorry, enough people. Why am I saying men? Enough people to uh, light up uh, Alpha and her gang, at, at, at which point she uh, signals that they have like a whole lot more whisperers that are out there. Uh, I think we, we commented on this last week, how it just seemed like Alpha strolled up and it's like, this doesn't seem very threatening. I don't know what we're supposed to make of this. So I guess good on the episode for being like, oh, there's more of them. Okay, <laughs> That's, that works out. Not only that, I think the real power they have is that they don't have ethics. Yeah. You know, they don't have a code of ethics of, at all. I mean, for what we see in the next scene, I didn't mean to step on it, but go ahead. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Well, I was, I was going to mention, yeah, like Daryl does notice that like, like one of them has a baby in which Daryl snarls, you got a baby out here. Like, <laughs> it's a, yeah, you kind of, you, you start to, you know, we already have an idea of this, but you get a and Daryl and the, the gang, they get a better sense of what the whispers are all about, where it's like that they just live on the earth. Like that's, that's their, and they live with the, with the walkers. And it's not a matter of, it's a matter of uh, letting them be the prevailing, you know, force out here, and we're just kind of among them, uh, which leads us to, yeah, one of the kind of bigger sequences of the of the of the episode, because uh, eventually the baby starts making a very big fuss, uh, being very loud and obviously attracting walkers. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything before this sequence, because this is you know, a big one here. I think I'm 
pretty far along. So I'll just say, yeah, the uh, you have Connie, who's still sitting out in the corn, as we noted last week, where she was straggling far enough behind where she just had to go duck inside the cornfield uh, instead of kind of going in, back inside the walls of the rest of Magna's group. Uh, and so with that, you have – is it Luke who gives her the – who gives her the, the sign language? Luke. Is it Luke, Luke? sees her out. Luke sees yeah. her in the cornfield. And considering you know his his hands are tied behind his back, that was pretty cool that he was able to sign to her. I, I did. I think like as, as cheesy as it is, I did think it was kind of cool. Where it's like he sees what's happening, he's trying to do something subtly, and so he does it. He just pulls that off. Where he just like yeah, does sign. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it. It's not a video podcast, but he's like you know, he does the signal behind his back, so it alerts her. And then you get this bravura sequence where she grabs the baby. Goes back inside the cornfield. The sound, the, the the like the sound mixing and the sound edit, like it it becomes very muted, um, so you can kind of convey her sense of being hearing impaired. Uh, and you have her go and like the 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 um, cinematography, the visuals is very tight and close on her perspective, so you can get a sense of what she's going through and how isolated and alone you feel outside in the corn, being deaf and having walkers along with you know masked whispers coming at you. And so you get like Connie holding this baby stabbing zombies in the head, watching out for whispers with that are holding knives that are going after her. Uh, so it's a, it's a really inventive and, and a tense sequence for the walking dead for sure. Yeah. It really sets it up weirdly too. When uh, the mother, you know, Alfred just shrugs at the woman, the woman pits her baby down in the field. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think it was Alden who was freaking out. And then she's like, you know, Alfred's like, if his mother can't quiet the child, then the dead will natural selection. I was just like, all right, this is showing us, this is like, the Whisperers are Team IDGAF, you know? <laughs> I mean, you... they they don't care. They're, they're like, you know, they have no, like I said, the, the scariest thing about them is, I mean, the Saviors, the Governor, um, um, Terminus, they had rules that they live by. You know, they had a code of some sort. This group does not. They do not care. And obviously, when they sent this baby down in a cornfield to be eaten by zombies... Um, it's just, it, it was just creepy as hell. And that really set that, that little creepiness at the beginning just added more to the tension for me in the you, sequence that you're talking about. You get a great sense of how commanding Alpha can be as a leader as well, where yes. it's not, it's not like the, the woman holding the baby. She, she didn't take much of a hesitation to do that. I mean, no, no, so it's her, it's her baby and Alpha just gives her a look and she like, she's just kind of like, Okay, and kind of takes the like big sash over. I was wondering what she was doing at first. Like, oh, she's just dropping this thing down. But yeah, she does it, puts it down, just walks away. And it's like, wow, that is <laughs> whatever Kool Aid Alpha is making. It's working for these people because <laughs> they they've bought into this wholesale, uh, which is it's hard. I mean, to I can't. It's, it was, that one thing was creepier and more evil than I think anything else Negan did in his entire. I mean, sure, he threw people into a furnace or whatever. But he had a set of rules, you know. I mean, he had a code, and this is just like there is no code here. This is anarchy, like she says, natural selection, survival of the fittest. The dead are the fittest, so we're gonna move. You know, we're gonna, you know, meld in with them. And I think that's what really gives this new, you know, gives Alpha and the Whispers like their genuine menace. You know, even more so than you know any of the villains that we've seen so far on the show. And it's. It's like a whole new level. And you yeah. get a different flavor of the villain, too. It's not someone that's reliant on bravado to really sell themselves. Right. It's just more of, this is what I am. <laughs> like, Sure, Morton's putting on this southern twang to kind of go with it, but, that this, but the, for the most part, it's like, that's just 
I, I don't need to kind of convince you of a lot of fancy words and people speak. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do my thing. Oh, um, people speak. Yeah. Oh, no. What do you think, Daryl? What do you think about the kind of the way this whole sequence played out? I kind of, I mean, it, 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 she is so straightforward and to the point. There's no real game with this. It's, it's. She, you know what she wants. She'll kill these people if you don't give it to her. She wants her child. We still don't know what the reason. I mean, we still don't know really what the Whisperer's deal is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all in Daryl. And, and then trying to figure out what's in Daryl's head. Right. Yeah. Because he's in battle mode, but he doesn't know what he's battling with for sure. And I would add, like, that's why the abuse thing is interesting to me, where I don't deny that, I mean, we've seen the scars on Lydia at this point and everything. Like, we know that she's being abused in some way. We don't know exactly mm-hmm. the particulars. No, it doesn't, doesn't make doesn't make her right either. But at the same time, he could she could just be a you know she just disciplines her. Yeah, before we know. Yeah. I mean, we and, don't know how far it goes. And, and given the world they're living in, maybe there's a, a a good logic to that kind of discipline as far as surviving out there in that. Because you die. Yeah, yeah. If you, you don't, don't listen, you exactly. die. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder. I mean, yeah, the decision making is kind of expressed in a this sucks kind of way, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, all Alpha's demands were is don't go to our territory and we'll leave you alone. It's like, I mean, how many problems would that solve? <laughs> if we just, just gave gave back, the, it's it's their daughter. The world is way different. than It's not like there's a court that we can take with yeah, you to do, is... do some family things. It's like, no, but that's that's where we are now. So yeah, because she wasn't yeah. exactly entirely wrong. I mean, when Henry started, you know, with the, no, you can't, like, I really was sitting there going, shut up. You, like, this is not something where we know for sure she's tortured her child. This is something, this is something different. You know, this is, these are different rules. You know, like you can't just go back in your childhood and, and say that this is what she's doing. Um, you know, I thought Daryl was going to do a whole thing of I'm not, you know, I can't give her up and put her in that situation. And, and we would and then I would look at Daryl like he was crazy because and, why and, would he do that? And I'm glad, glad I'm glad the show didn't go there because one yeah. we've got to that kind of area. We've gone to that well before, but also it makes yeah. the show more interesting by having them actually contemplate this sort of thing. It's the same kind of territory when we we're in like the. The look at the flowers with Carol and, you know, is does she need to kill a child right now in order for right. everybody else to survive? That's the sort of complex decision making that this show could That's use right. more of because it's exactly. not a matter of it's not a matter of one's good and one's bad. It's more of there's a conflict of interest here. And one of these things leads to us surviving one way, or one of us leads to us surviving a different way. So it's right, like, right. yeah, that's a that's a better show. <laughs> like that's that's one that's interesting to me instead of you know sanctuary bad kill sanctuary. <laughs> right, exactly. I just wrong. don't. I just really. Th- I was going to say. I, I really think if it hadn't been, if it had been anybody else but Daryl, then this episode would have been like, okay, sure, here, you know, here's Lydia, give us our people back, you know, go on your way. But because of Daryl and his abusive past, I really, I think that's what really hit a chord with uh, him and Lydia. So. Oh, for sure. If, yeah. if it was Rick, I'd be like, it'd just be like, oh, let's just take them all out. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rick would have been. Yeah, like, I can like, tell. Here's what we'll do, Tara. You stand up there and you keep her talking. I'm gonna swing around the side and we'll flank them and take them all and out. We'll kill them all. <laughs> Coral, you grab uh, the cross. <laughs> Coral's dead, Rick. Oh, I mean Henry. Uh. Uh, Henry, uh, read this note from Coral. He said how you'd be great flanking people if he ever passed that's away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Call upon the spirit of Coral. Um, so 
I think we we left off with Connie in the cornfield. What happens is that Daryl and Tammy Rose and Earl they all like they all rescue her in time. Uh, why are the old people out there? Well, they wanted to have that baby for themselves. Apparently, <laughs> that was part of their deal. They uh, sure did. What happened? Yeah, this with, is, what happened yeah. with them when when Maggie was in charge? Did they did they lose a son? Is that what or what, what was the thing that set them off against Maggie? Uh, wasn't that the one where they Earl, took Earl, them out? Earl, I thought Earl attacked Maggie and then she he ended up in jail. Yeah, but what yeah, was but the, before what was, that what was they the went on against? Remember, Maggie? they went to get that thing. They, they they went out to get these supplies or whatever. And, like the and son died, he got right? killed. Yeah. Right, yeah. he got at the very end of the. They thought they had gotten it and they were all good, but then he got bit. That's right. right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, so that, they, was, yeah that, was the, that was the inciting incident. That's what I'm trying to find. Yeah, and they blamed right, right. They, they blamed the leader. Yeah. It, you could tell she's going to be a problem again yeah. because she blamed the leadership uh, uh, for getting the son killed because they got it for the other group for the sanctuary. They, they cast Grace under fire. You don't get her for just one episode. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, they. I mean, they lost a child. Hey, we got a new baby. We can help out with this. That's that was part of their thought there. Um, let's see. Um, now we get to Henry stuff, right? Is that where we're going with all, right. all this at this point? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what Daryl, Daryl, Enid, and Adeline, right? Yeah, show up there where where Lydia and Henry are hanging out or hiding out. Yeah, and they don't just want. I mean, obviously, Henry's not like you can't just hand over my new girlfriend who I met last, you know, twenty four hours ago. Or exactly. Whatever. exactly. <laughs> um, can't do that. But uh, but Enid comes in and, and uh, does some convincing. Am I missing? Am I missing a point, or is that what happens? Right, Enid comes in. No, she comes in and she goes through her like just surviving somehow. She preaches some of the world words of the for, from the first book of Carl for the first. Yeah. Book of the first book. She does. <laughs> Carl Aronomy. She talks Carl Aronomy to her. This yeah, is yeah. some book Carl wrote. I yeah, swear. man, those like, the epistles of the Saint Carl to the to everybody the, got to letters. the Alexandrians. <laughs> I want an episode with the one person that didn't get a letter. It's um, oh, it's not even a. Uh... Who would it be? It's <laughs> just that one person. Some some guy. Like, just like, even like Magnus there. Group all has letters somehow. It's yeah. like all of them. Yeah. It's like, we didn't even know who this guy was. We got letters like, from him. and got They were pretty, pretty well written, so we kept them. Except Luke. His just says, keep on playing. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay, so Enid basically does all the convincing needed, presumably, for the time being. Um yeah, live with it. Yeah, Lydia's like, I gotta, you know, I admit they're my people. I gotta, I, you know, I gotta go back. Henry's all, I'm gonna miss you too. I'll never let you go. And then, you know, he falls to the bottom of the ocean or something like this that. Is so <laughs> like, she did give them a weird look when they when she kissed Henry. She did give, she did have a look on her face like, what? Like every like, time I, I smell, every time I smell Walker, I'll think of you. Every time yeah, I see Worms, like, I'll think of you. <laughs> I'm like, I felt like. Like we've had twelve episodes of these two people uh, being together or something. Yeah, yeah. It, dra- it, run. it drags it down. It ju- yeah. It just feels like it's as if like we're watching a show of serious people and they dropped like two animated characters and it's like, what's this? Like, why is this here? Yeah, because <laughs> they act like they've been dating for like they're long lost lovers that have been dating uh, for years, or they you know they just can't make it work or whatever when they've only known each other for what two days three days yeah and uh, enough to eat worms but not more worms yeah and and she tried to kill them that was the group that 
yeah. you know, she came from the group to try to kill their group. Yeah. But regardless, Daryl drags her outside and uh, gives her back to Alpha, who slaps her in the face first, then gives her a hug and uh, reminds her not to call her Mama, but Alpha, like you all the rest. Call me Mama. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Alden and Luke get released as well. And yeah, that all happens. And and Henry walks around saying, "How do you live with this?" Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of the young child trying to talk to this like forty-year-old man about how life should be again. And it's like, how do you live with this? <laughs> so it's a lot of that. You get some good lines more from, I mean, from Daryl and is it Enid again? Enid get back in here. It, yeah, Enid. Yeah, because there's, there's something like it's like it, we didn't make the right choice. We made the right choice right now, or something like that. And it's like that's a good line. It's like it's. It's a matter of, yeah, we had to, you know, for one thing, we saved two people that are part of our camp. So that's mm-hmm. that's good right there. That's the old, it, you know, re- regardless of what we're sending her back to, we're still, you know, we're no one died today. Uh, there wasn't a giant shootout. None of that happened, had to happen. We just had to make a choice that, yes, looks bad and seems difficult, but that's what we have to deal with. But doesn't matter because Henry's like, guess what, guys? I'm piecing out of here, and he um, uh, makes his way off. He's like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna go find Lydia. I guess that's his plan. It's one of these. Yeah, he leaves a letter and says, "Left to find Lydia." <laughs> he can't even write like Carl. I was gonna say, I wish it was like a really because he's like a kid that learned how to read write in the you know this time. I wish it was like really clunky lettering, like a backwards uh, Y or something like that to go with it. But um. Yeah, so Daryl's like, well, i got to go find this kid and risk my life now, and he passes Connie, and, and Connie's like, I guess I'm coming too, because <laughs> uh, I can't live with this. Uh, so yeah, they're going to – he, Connie, and Dog, still named Dog, um, they're going to uh, right. go rescue Henry for his – what is Henry's plan? <laughs> I don't even know. Do? What are you going to do? I don't think he knows. He can barely walk around a corner without being caught by, like, random sanctuary dudes. He's going to encounter the exactly. whispers in the dark. <laughs> and then if you do get hurt, what do you – what you set off a whole nother conflict again. Like, what do you do – what is your master plan for this? Like, you just saw them come up on the camp with plenty of people to be like, hey, yes. get back our stuff. You're going to take their stuff again? <laughs> right. It's like it, it, there's no – there's just no robbery. It's like the this. most half-assed retelling of Romeo Juliet I can think of. It yeah. is. <laughs> it's like I've known you one day, and now I'm going to risk my life for you. There's no earned love. I mean, we've all been through puberty, but we're not doing that. I mean, that it just doesn't make sense that you would you would put those people in jeopardy. Yeah. These these are not just strangers you're putting in jeopardy. These are people you know. These are these are people that you've known. Uh, most of your life, you know, you're putting them in jeopardy for a girl you just met. I can see you being upset about it. I can see you uh, saying it ain't fair, but I do not see you going out to get her to bring her back, knowing it would be the same situation. All I know is that Henry better study the multi-community charter of rights and freedoms on the section of don't put your group in jeopardy (laughs) before he does something like this again. I'll tell you what. And I look forward to also, by the way, the animated adaptation of the multi-community charter of rights and freedoms uh, called School of Multi-Community Charts and Rights and Freedoms. And it features songs such as I'm Just a Multi-Community Charter of Rights and Freedoms uh, bill. And you learn how to pass bills under the multi-community charter of rights and freedoms. And then you learn about like conjunctions and other things like that, too. There you go. Yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, uh, Henry's off. Daryl and Connie are after them. Something bad is probably going to happen involving Magnus Group once again. <laughs> but, um, well, uh, I guess we'll see from there. Uh, anything else that happened in this episode that I need to make note of? I'm trying to think. I think he covered it, man. Good job. Yeah, Mr. Russell's in there. Oh. Okay. Because, yeah, it's just two main plots, which are well handled, I think. Um, yeah, they are. They played off one another. Yeah. Uh, we tackled the themes, <laughs> what they're going for. Um, it's nice when we don't have to rant against something. I guess it just makes us go through it faster, too. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a solid episode all around. I guess we can uh, get to our Buster ratings in a second. But uh, before we do that, I guess we should get to our, our sponsor for the week. GCB Service is our wonderful sponsor. Carol doesn't care about you like GCB Service does. <laughs> He's right. I'll trade you in a heartbeat. Well, he would trade you for a half a pack of cigarettes in general. That's right. In a heartbeat. He would right. he wouldn't follow you in the night to go get you from the whispers. Oh, you know, no, I go to bed. No, he would go right to bed by eight thirty. That's right. That's, That's right. how he rolls. But my friends, if you are looking for anything in the geeky variety, now I'm talking comic books, I'm talking graphic novels, I'm talking statues, action figures, clothing, collectibles, gaming supplies, anything cool and geeky and awesome, and you want to pay a good price for it, and you want to help a, uh, uh, and you want to give your money to a, uh, a company that is not a giant megalomaniacal, uh, you know, big box retailer like Amazon or, or some other places of that ilk, then by all means, DCP service is your one-stop shop for all that stuff. Why? Because you will save 30, 40, 50, sometimes even 60% on your comics and graphic novels and your collectibles, your action figures, clothing, all kinds of cool stuff. <clears throat> right now, all the hype, it's about a little movie coming up called Captain Marvel. You may have heard of it. It's one of those Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shazam. No, wrong Captain Marvel, buddy. Oh, sorry. sorry. Okay. That's the later in the year. Exactly. Save that for May. Save that for May. Okay. <laughs> um, but already at DCB Service, we're looking at the um, Captain Marvel uh, caps, T-shirts, statues, action figures. You want to get hype and get ready for the movie. By all means, they got you in style. For instance, I'm looking at this really cool um, Captain Marvel Ladies Teal logo shirt. It kind of looks like her um, her costume, the Cree version of her costume in the teal and blue. Twenty percent off. Normally, uh, 1998. DCB Service has it for 15 bucks. We also have the movie logo cap for 25 percent off. Uh, usually 34 dollars. Now 25.50. Um, all kinds of great stuff at DCP Service. If you want to get caught up on the books and read about the Whispers and The Walking Dead, then you can get them uh, you know, in single issues. You can get them in trade paperbacks, Omnibuy, hardcovers, all different ways you can get them, and all cheap. Uh, the Omnibuy right now are going for 40% off cover price. You're not going to find that kind of deal on Amazon. You're not going to find that kind of deal at you know any other uh, online retailer, but you will find it. Where? DCBService.com. Plus, it's always worth a look on their specials. Their specials change every week. If you go there every week, you're going to find new stuff on special and new stuff on sale. Uh, just a quick look right now. Uh, let's see what's looking good. Oh, man. Uh, have you heard about the uh, the Spider-Verse? Uh, Academy I've, Award-winning movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I've entered it multiple times. Have you, uh, I've, I've entered it at least a couple times. My kids love that movie. Uh, you can get in it. There are spiders in it. Spoiler alert. Nick Cage is in it, too. There's another spoiler alert for you. But they have uh, the collected Into the Spider-Verse story that that, that, that movie was drawn from. But he's, he's, more like he a, he's more like a spider protector. Right. John Mulaney is in it as well. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, they have the uh, Into the Spider-Verse trade paperback with the whole story that uh, from which that uh, that you know that movie was based. Forty percent off right now. Are you a fan of the Deadpool? You heard of the Deadpool, I'm sure, right? Yeah, he looks at me and says, "Hey, I'm Deadpool," and I'm like, "Wow, you're talking to me. That's crazy." It's, yeah. it's almost like if you're breaking a fourth wall or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of House of Three Walls, so that's saying something. Hey, now. Um, they have a, the Deadpool Omnibus right now. It's 35% off. You can get caught up on some of their best Deadpool comics of all time uh, right there in the Omnibus. They have stuff from Rick and Morty. They have stuff from video games. They have stuff from D&D. They have uh, Hello Kitty. Uh, Hello. What? Yeah. I mean, you name it. They have it there. If it's if there's a, If there's a fandom for it, I guarantee if you look on DCB service, you can find something for it. And again, the prices are insane. They're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% off sometimes. Um, I might have to get this, my wife the stainless steel uh, Wonder Woman uh, tumbler. It's 50% off. I'm looking at right now because she's my Wonder Woman. And I like her to have hot coffee on cold mornings. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sailor Moon stuff. Are you into Sailor Moon, Daryl? I know you are, buddy. All the time. Don't even act like you're not, pal. You know it. Even I mean, even, oh my God, DC Heroes scented candles based on their characters: Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn. If you want to know what Harley Quinn smells like, <laughs> I want to know what Dead Man smells like. I don't know if he really do. He smells oh ironically like Solomon Grundy. Mm. But what day of the week? Usually Wednesday. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you're looking for something. Uh, you know, a lot of I know my daughter's birthday is coming up, and I've ordered a few things for her off the off of uh, DCB service. A lot of birthdays coming up, and a lot of uh, e- uh, Easter and uh, Passover, and all those holidays are coming up. Uh, if you're looking for gifts for people, or you're looking, for, you want to, you know, treat yourself, as the kids say. I've heard kids treat say that. Yourself. Treat yourself. Then by all means, just go to DCB service and take a look around. You're bound to find something that strikes your fancy. Again, the major uh, major discounts. And they have exclusives as well that you can only get at DCB service. Um, and they're uh, a family-owned company, and they're a small small business. They're not a giant you know conglomerate that's going to take over your life and your DNA profile or whatnot in the future. Nope. No. And if anything should heaven forbid, if anything should, should go wrong with your order, they will make it right almost immediately. Uh, our friend Russ, who isn't here today, is a bit of a stickler when it comes to the condition of his graphic novels and whatnot. And uh, he, he's, oh, yeah, he is a nerd, but he's proud of it. And as we all, <laughs> as we all should be, I mean, we're on a podcast about The Walking Dead for Pete's sake. But, oh. but um, yeah, right now. Oh, yeah, we started but, uh, recording. Yeah, we've been recording for over an hour now. So What? Uh, yeah, I know. Your voice is on the radio. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, you remember the kids what radio is? Anyway, um, DCBService.com, uh, their sister site, InStockTrades.com. Take a look around. Find some great deals for yourself and for your loved ones you need to buy things for for various reasons. And, uh, you know, how, how about a, a, a reputable and honest and, and uh, you know, a company with integrity and save yourself some money and get some cool stuff. That sounds like a win-win-win. That's a triple win. I don't even know if that exists. But now it does. It, it does, does now. It does now. I just coined it. Backup Internet. I did it. So <laughs> DCBService.com. Thank you. And we thank them for their continued support. All right. Well, I feel like that's an ad read that supplies up to three episodes, but good. Thanks for that. All right. Uh, with, with all that. With all, and with I all mean that. it. 
and I mean it. With all that in mind, let's get to our our Buster ratings for this week's episode. Let's, let's start with uh, Daryl Taylor. What are, what are your thought? What are your Buster? What's your Buster rating here? Um, I I dug it, man. I Jerry and the, the you know all the stuff with Carol, just the, the looks alone, um, and all those new names for getting a woman pregnant. There's it's worth four out of five just alone on that. So I, I definitely will give it that four out of five. It was uh, the only complaint I have is it's just stupid teenager stuff, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it because teenagers do stupid stuff sometimes. Just the way it is. All right, Jim Deeds, how about you? I will echo the uh, the um, uh, affirmations of my esteemed colleague and also give it a four out of five. The only thing I ding it for is the Henry stuff, but I mean, you know, he's Henry. What do you want? He's Carl Light. Uh, <laughs> and he's right. You know, teenagers do 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 uh, do do dumb stuff. I like the way the two um, storylines played off one another. I love seeing Carrie Payton and uh, Melissa McBride play off each other. I think they have really good chemistry together as actors. And uh, I thought it was really strong, especially after the disappointment I had last week. So four out of five for she's. Yeah, no, I'm straight with you. So, yeah, fours across the board here. I, I really like this episode a lot more than what we were getting. I like the balance. I like the big centerpiece cornfield action sequence. I think that was a very a good highlight um, as far as seeing something unique involving walkers, even though that stuff's generally handled quite well. Um, I think the what we've discussed as far as uh, Daryl's leadership abilities and what he's having to consider in all of this, I think that's handled really well. I like the threat of Alpha. I think it's still, as much as we were kind of down on taking some of the mystery out of the you know, out of the uh, the story or the wind out of the sails of the Whispers, I do think that the episode's kind of recovered here quite a bit. So yeah, four out of five. Uh, but who cares what we have to say about The Walking Dead and our Buster ratings when we have a Facebook community that is full of opinions of our listeners that listen every week and like to leave their own thoughts and their own Buster ratings on our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com uh, slash WDTV podcast, uh, where we do have a community of listeners that follow along. They make fun posts. Uh, I put my own written reviews there. Uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of fun to be had. But with all that said, we do have a Buster thread with our listeners uh, having plenty of thoughts on the episode. So, Jim, why don't you uh, go through those right now? And not to sell Aaron, Aaron short like he seems to do himself, but if you go to WeLiveEntertainment.com, uh, you can read his weekly reviews of The Walking Dead, among other shows uh, that he writes for there. And the link for that is in the Facebook group, as he said. So if you want to join the Facebook group, you'll have access to that. Uh, but there is other discussion going on there as well. But the Busters seem to be the highlight of the week. And we will be rolling out first with Darren Appel. Uh, and Baby Buster makes four out of five. Welcome to the family, ass kicker to Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> the boombox sequence was so out of place, but hilarious nonetheless. More Kingdom and Jerry. I agree there. Uh, Brent, Brent Jones, 3.5 new Carls out of five. Uh, Henry is sliding into Lori territory for me. Whoa. That's some pr- that's high praise. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. That's the opposite of high praise. Uh, he's so annoying. The whispers were super creepy, and the deaf girl POV was pretty awesome. I'm annoyed by her making me read, but I'm enjoyed. I'm starting to enjoy her a little bit. And the trip to the theater gave us some Carol and Jerry time, but what a stupid side plot. Uh, Mary Turkpecchia, 4.25 mission mixtapes. I love this episode. Sure, I'm hoping Henry dies next week, but overall, I was really <laughs> Wow, right, right in our uh, wheelhouse here. Uh, Alpha is amazing. I love the way she could act with expressions alone. She's creepy AF, and I love it. 
Best scene was definitely Connie in the cornfield between the muted sound and quick cuts. I started to feel claustrophobic. And of course, I could watch the Kingdom Folks all day and never get bored. Uh, Lisa Kelly wrote in, to what happened to that awesome show I used to watch out of five? Initially, I was so happy to see Daryl getting lots of scenes and lines, but they've destroyed that character as well as Carol and Michonne. This is not the show I fell in love with. Uh, to Ray Irvin, still a better mother than Lori. <laughs> wow. Four busters. Uh, I do think next week's episode looks much creepier, but I love the movie theater scenes and the popcorn machine zombie scalping. Uh, Yuki Swata, wow, and Mr. Deed says, I'm cold-blooded. Kenpai. Don't worry, we'll be hearing more from him later. Uh, Samantha Jackson, four, just let them kill Alden and Luke out of five. <laughs> Think that their use of flashbacks this season is a refreshing way to tell the story during the time jump. I agree with you there. Uh, Sean Tennyson, four, it's all right now. Jerry's out of five. Kind of wish the side plot was the main plot on this one. Great to get some kingdom action finally as they bring much-needed levity to the show. But thank God Daryl and the Hilltoppers made the right decision and swapped Lydia for their friends. If they appeased, always make the wrong and annoying decision. Henry, I would have been pissed. Uh, although I know it had to be hard for Daryl to put her back into an abusive situation. Um, oh, wait. We have a late-breaking buster from Richard the Chub-Toed Sheldon. Five out of five movie time busters for me. That is how you walking dead. And congratulations on uh, Richard making Walking Dead a verb. Can I uh, uh, can I read this email that we got real quick before we? Uh... Oh sure, I'm not I'm not done with the busters, but no, it's a it's a it's a Buster email. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I this one this one's from uh, let's see, Tanya Hines, Philly girl, three point five out of five baby sacrifices. Can Henry please just die now? He has passed his quota of stupid, and I can't take it anymore. And Carol raised this kid, really. If Carol can't teach you how to handle yourself in an apocalypse, you can't be taught. By discount, Carl. Alpha is scary. Has anybody, hey, anybody willing to feed a cute little white baby to walkers in broad daylight is to be feared. Damn, that was savage. The kingdom quest for a light bulb was dumb. Read, people. Wow, Jerry, you're going to repopulate the earth all by his lonesome. You the man, Jerry. Tara is the leader of a community. Tara, uh-huh, okay. I kind of like Tara for a minute, but she keeps throwing shade at Michonne <laughs> after she is working my last nerve. The Daryl-Connie team-up came out of left field, but okay, whatever. We got crazy people wearing walker skins threatening our communities, but hey, at least we'll have a party, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Karen, she walked in with the four walkers out of the corn, uh, four walkers of the corn out of five. Lots of great tension with Connie and the baby which succinctly showed Alpha and the Whisperer's savagery against the compassion from our group. Uh, the sequence of the movie theater was light and welcome, and it progressed the story while developing Carol and Ezekiel further. I love me some Jerry, too. I love it when the show illustrates the fine line between surviving and living. Say what you will about Daryl and Henry, but I'm glad they had that final conversation, as their motivations seem authentic. The characters are acting and speaking like actual people now. Love this episode. Extra cheers for folksy music playing over a happy montage. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington four that must have been one long ass movie out of five <laughs> uh, great to see Jerry back in the show agree with the above comment about Connie and the cornfield scenes generally had me on the edge of my seat although I was shocked to see comments about the show's losing viewers in the states I thought the whispers were the villains everyone was waiting for be interesting to see how the viewership is over here in the UK Sorry, Ken Mills, 3.5, fun episode. 
Well, short and sweet, Ken. Thanks. <laughs> my, my throat thanks you. Uh, Charlie Messing, notes while watching The Walking Dead. Jerry is having a baby. Oh, he is so dead. Jesus is risen. Oh, it's a fracking flashback. That was cruel. Alpha is a scary mother, yet sexy. Hey, I like strong women. Whoa, dude. Nacho fries are back. Never had them myself. Any good? Well, I don't know. Taco Bell is not doing a web, web series this year, so we haven't been able to live, live moss like we used to. You know, I believe the um, the Red Machete series just won an award um, not too long ago, actually. Too, I, I meant to point that out a few uh, a few weeks ago, but it, it won it won something. Uh, I'll look that up. You keep going. I'm sorry. I like Carol with short hair. Expiration dates are just a suggestion. Cool. I can still use the Mayo from 2011. Note to self: Clean out refrigerator. <laughs> Alpha's going to let a baby die. She's less sexy now. Okay. Well, that's good, Charlie. Uh, I found <laughs> the it. Deaf lady. Okay. Oh, sorry. Was that was it still going? I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know it was here. No. Go ahead. I'll finish it. Uh, it's the it's a WGA. It's a Writers Guild Award for short form new media adapted for Red Machete. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Well, good. Good for you. Way to live, Moss. Red Machete. It's been a while. We haven't gotten a new like mini series like thing for Walking Dead. Not since uh not since Red Machete, which is like almost it was since la- it was last season because there wasn't one during Fear, right? It was during this right. season. It's during the previous season of Walking Dead. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the deaf lady running around in the cornfield with a screaming baby with walkers all around was intense. I can't wait to see the movie Us. Is that the? That's the Jordan Peele film, yeah. Oh right, right. Oh yeah. Me either. That looks awesome. What a great, great trailer. Um, all due respect to Carl too, but I would prefer the original Carl. Just needed some acting lessons is all. Uh, this movie theater light bulb mission is one of the few I can get behind. A sign on a sign. I think it's a sign. Uh, the episode is really good as long as they don't have one of those music montages. Oh, crap. Uh, music montage aside, good episode. Three busters and half a Toby. I like the music in this episode. <laughs> he was mixing his uh, busters and Tobys there. I don't know if that's allowed. I'll have to get gotta, a judge's ruling on that. We got to consult <laughs> the... Um... Shit, I direct closed it. <laughs> yeah, you forgot the name already, didn't you? Uh-huh. Long, long and hard to remember name because it's a bunch of generic words that don't string well together. Okay, we gotta we gotta consult the multi community charter. Uh, oh shit, it just scanned down. <laughs> multi community charter of rights and freedoms. We gotta consult that. Of course you do. The McCoff. Um. Katie Levesque wrote in 3.5 out of 5 busters. Really liked the Kingdom Outing and Adventure to the Theater Fun stuff with the King, Jerry, and Carol. Enjoyed all the creeptastic zombies this episode. Henry is a PETA, short for pain in the ass. And when the hell is that kid ever going to do some blacksmithing work? <laughs> that was the whole reason they sent him there. <laughs> Enjoyed the craziness in the cornfield. That actress playing Alpha is a cold-hearted, creepy biatch with three H's. Uh, glad to see they saved the baby. Hope we get some Michonne and Alexandria action next week. Okay. Yukiyoshi Sawada writes in. Let me have a sip of my beverage. <sighs> Steal myself. Gird my loins. Mm. Three, it's not our business out of five. One, Jerry, I'm going to be a dad. Me, oh no. Ezekiel, you have the kindest heart out of all of us. Me, oh no. <laughs> oh, it's a flashback. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, two, did anyone notice that one of Daryl's wings has faded away on his vest? On his yes. Vest? Say it ain't so. I can't believe it. Daryl, why didn't you tell us? I forgot. It's an old vest. 
Three, guys, let's all go to the lobby. Four, if we wanted to, we could kill the whispers here. Do we have the we have the high ground, Anakin? All oh, right, they have prisoners. I'm weighing our options. Wouldn't the ball break five? Wouldn't the ball break when Jerry dropped it? He did say it would explode if not handled right. Note movie projector bulbs as makeshift grenade sounds awesome. Six. It, it was wrapped like, in it was wrapped in bubble wrap. They made a note of that right. too in the episode. Yeah. Six. I don't like two hostages for one. It feels off. If I was in charge, I'd agree for the exchange, but first she must send one more of her people over as insurance. Then I'll send him back as she sends Luke. Finally I would send Lindia when she says Alden, no conflict. Seven, you brought a baby here? She couldn't find a sitter. Eight, the sign language that Magna Squad is using is super cool and super useful for what's to come. Magna Squad. I like that. It sounds like a Power Rangers ripoff, right? <laughs> Magna Squad. Uh, cool hearing what Con- uh, nine. Cool hearing what Connie was hearing during the cornfield chase. Horror movie aspects all around. Ten. Henry. I get it. Those people are super abusive and major creeps. But the bottom line is, it's not our business and how they treat their own. It's not like an old world stepping in meant you had the law as a security net when stopping abusive parents. Here, that net is gone. Letting her go back to the, her people was right, and trying to tell people how to live is not smart. I'm sorry, he has alternative spelling. Uh, Michonne is right. We watch out for our own. Now, if Lydia decides to leave on her, then she'd be on our own. All Henry is doing is starting another war for terrible reasons. Plus, he left at night, stupid kid. Eleven. Does the episode feel just a little darker when Judith is never on screen? Kampai. It feels better. <laughs> and finally, Johnny Store. Five out of Anakin Skywalker wannabes out of five. Hey, I missed you guys. This season has been great. I know last episode was rough, but I think the show is on point. Can't wait till next weekend. Again, missed you guys. Do a comic recap uh, cast soon, okay? Um, I don't know if we take sh- demands, Johnny. I don't <laughs> just do a comic recap cast. All right. Well, we'll see. Johnny, Johnny's been listening for a long time. We'll we'll take it under advisement. We'll look it up in our um, what is it again? Our charter of the. <laughs> The multi-community <laughs> I just closed it. The multi-community with you because I knew you just closed it. So. <laughs> multi-community charter of freedom and rights. Yes, we'll look it up in there, Johnny. Thank you, everybody, for uh, chiming in with your busters this week. I really appreciate it. Again, if you'd like to do so, we'd love to have you. Just join our Facebook group. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. As uh, Aaron said, his um, is uh, our reviews every week for um, the Walking Dead are there. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, he writes for um, We Live Entertainment, among other places, which I'll tell you about at the end of the show. And uh, uh, the, the actual website is www.facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. I'm going all through all those Buster ratings. And thanks to the listeners, of course, for sending all of them in. Um, with all that said, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the uh, Walking Dead for this week? There is one bit of news that Rich put up. Oh, never mind. That's old news. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Why is that? Oh, I, just, I see. Someone just commented on it, so it popped up. Um, well, yeah. We haven't actually got a preview for Fear of the Walking Dead yet, right? Don't we normally get something? No. Don't we normally get something pretty, you know, now? Like, like especially last season, because they did the whole kind of reboot of the show. Like, we were getting a ton of ads, like, leading up to it. Now it, it feels like it's, I know it's coming, but I don't, I don't think we've seen anything about it so far. Usually, isn't it at the, ha- isn't it at the halfway point? 
It would make sense. Which yeah. would be next week, yeah. yeah. So. Well, like last season, they were really promoting it because, you know, they like changed the whole format of the show, essentially. So they wanted to like make sure you knew that it was coming and it was coming with a vengeance. This season, right. it's like, yeah, it's happening. But, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, things will happen. Um, well, with all that in mind, I think before we wrap up the uh, this episode, let's go over where everybody can find you guys online. Uh, Daryl, where can uh, people find more of your work? Uh, you can find me on the uh, Twitter at the Voice One Two Three. Uh, you can look up the Taylor Network of Podcasts, and uh, you can see uh, all the uh, podcasts like Nothing's Gone with me and Jim, and uh, Gotham by Geeks with uh, me and Russ, and uh, some new podcasts, DC All Stars, and uh, Marvel. Mighty Marvel Mix, which has also been added. That's right. I'm going to be interviewing Ed Pisker for that pretty soon about his uh, X-Men Grand Design series. Yeah. be pretty cool. Jim Dietz, where can people find more of you? Well, every week you can check me out with Daryl and Donnie on the nothingsonpodcast.com. Tune in this coming week. We were off last week because my whole family got the norovirus, and it's almost as bad as zombie apocalypse. But uh, I'm going to have a special report all about virtual reality, which I've just stepped into. Thanks to being bequeathed an Oculus Rift, which is, uh, what? yeah, I know, pretty pretty intense. But uh, we always cover every uh, all the mu- all the movie and TV news. I'm sure we'll be talking about the Oscars. Probably have some things to talk about as far as uh, Justice Smollett and some other things. Uh, that's Nothing's On at the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. And every week you can check out our live RPG podcast. Uh, we basically play some D&D, and then we add some soundtrack music and some sound effects and uh, voice modulation to make it more like a radio play per se. And uh, you can find that at oldmagicgaming.com every Friday. You can find more of me on my uh, the podcast that I co-host out now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I talk about new movie releases on a weekly basis. We also have a lot of fun commentary tracks and what have you. Uh, Jim, you're a member of those pretty frequently. and um, They're a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, like we just did our Oscar prediction and wrap-up show and we have we're talking about how to train your dragon this week and obviously there's things like captain marvel coming out soon as well that'll be some fun episodes to do you can find me writing about the walking dead and everything else over at league of entertainment.com my personal blog is codezeek.com all my stuff ends up there and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 um yeah uh I, I let's see. We thank we thank the listeners for tuning in, of course, and sending in their Buster ratings. We look forward to next week, which is an episode called Guardians. Uh, and yeah, I think that's going to do it. I, th- I, th- I th- thank you, Jim and Daryl, for joining me for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast. We hope uh, Russ is back next week. I was a little bit under rehearsed <laughs> to to lead the episode, but I did my best. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. You did just fine. I knew you would. And, uh, well, until next week, remember, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, be sure to pop that corn. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Good night, everybody.